Good Monday morning, Four Oaks Church. Pastor Paul here at the home office. Glad to be back with you. I was out all last week, of course, at a pastor's conference, but we are digging back into it here this last full week of May. So what is it here? Yes, Monday, May 22nd. We are going to be digging in to Matthew 6, 7 through 15. And of course, we're talking about the Lord's Prayer. And this gives us a great opportunity to not just digest information and learn together, but also to sort of peel back the, the curtains a little bit as we talk about biblical interpretation, how we approach a passage, how we can be self-feeders in the Word of God. And so that's what we're aiming to do. So here at the onset of the week, let me read the passage that we're going to be digging in to, and let's dive in. So Matthew 6, verse 7, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. All right, so yesterday, um, Sunday, we did an introduction to the um, Lord's Prayer. This the previous week, of course, we were not doing devotionals, so uh, didn't do a run-up to that passage with you. And so I'm not going to go through all of what we talked about yesterday, except simply to say that Jesus gives us a couple of primary parameters that we need to keep in mind as we approach the Lord's Prayer. And one is that we are, our praying needs to be God-centered. There needs to be a sense in which we are not bringing our agenda to God in an effort to get him on board with our agenda, what we've decided to do. We're coming humbly submitted to him, asking that he would align our hearts with his. And we can do that through not through repetitive uh, manipulation, but through clear, concise, direct prayers. So that was, that was one parameter. And a second parameter was this idea that God is our Father, that we can approach Him fundamentally because of our identity um, relationship in relationship to Him, which is as His child, His son, His daughter. And this fatherhood is available for those who know and trust in Jesus Christ. That no one comes to the Father but through Jesus. So that was kind of our introduction. Now, what we want to do today is I want to begin to dig into the Lord's Prayer itself. And the way that I want to do this is by first kind of talking about how it is structured and how we are to think about it, and then follow up subsequent days this week by unpacking specific lines. Okay, so the, the, the quote-unquote official Lord's Prayer, um, Matthew Six begins at verse nine. Jesus says, "Pray then like this." Okay, and if you have your your Bibles in front of you, you notice that there that these lines, verses 
9 through 13 are indented, okay? And, and that, this is what we commonly refer to as the Lord's Prayer. There's, a, there's another version also in Luke, which we'll talk about later. But here we want to we wanna focus on why is the um, ESV indenting these lines? Well, they're indenting these lines because they're, 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 they're sort of formalizing uh, what we would consider the, the actual contents of the prayer itself. Now, that doesn't mean seven and eight are not a part of this. They are because they are framing the passage. And so the parameters we just talked about in verses seven and eight. But if you look at verses 14 and 15, this seems to be a commentary on a portion of the prayer. So this idea, if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will forgive you. And we say that because in verse 12, Jesus talks about us forgiving our debts and forgiving our debtors. And so we want to we note that while verse 14 and 15 are not part of the prayer proper, okay, they are in fact important explanatory notes about how we are interpret part of the prayer. Okay, with that said, how is this prayer laid out? Now, many books have been written on the Lord's Prayer. And let me first of all, um, talk about one of the ways that we can think about this. And most outlines of the Lord's Prayer generally follow this, okay? So, so there are six petitions or requests in this prayer. There is, hallowed be your name, um, your kingdom come, your will be done, give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So, so those are the six petitions. And such as Matthew does, remember, we talked about this idea that Matthew loves to, to put things in groups of, of three. And that's what he does here. The first three petitions, um, think about this way, are related to the glory of God. Okay, so they're, they're, they begin with God, they're centered on God, they're oriented to God. And the last three petitions are oriented to the grace of God or the gifts of God. So you'll notice in verses 9 and 10, everything is oriented to God. Our Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are all God-centered prayers. These are all God-oriented prayers. They, they begin um, and end with God. And so that's why we say these first three petitions are oriented to God's glory, his renown, his name. Now, verses 11, 12, and 13 um, show us the more the horizontal dimension of this prayer. So if, if the first three requests are orienting us to the vertical dimension with God, then the second three requests are orienting us to our, our fun, our our lives, our horizontal relationships and reality. So give us this day our daily bread. And so we're talking about our God, give us our subs, our sustenance, forgive us our debts, um, which can also be sins, um, our, our inadequacies, our failures, and then lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So, so that is one way to orient um, the, and think about the Lord's prayer. And so just so you know, that's probably how we're going to approach this text over the next two weeks. So it makes sense to me, as you think about this, to say this coming Sunday, we're really going to focus on 
the Godward dimension of the Lord's Prayer, and it's, 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 it's vertical dimensions, it's God's glory. And then the following week when we preach through this, we're going to focus on the horizontal dimensions or the gifts of God or the graces of God. And in that way, it allows us time to really walk through these in a real purposeful, clear way. Now, let, let, me, let me say a couple things about this. We don't, when, when, when we say that this is the Lord's Prayer, we don't, I don't think Jesus means for this to be the only thing we pray or the only way we pray. Otherwise, that would negate all the other prayers in the Bible, okay? Think about the Apostle Paul. He writes out a number of prayers. Um, we think about the book of Daniel. There are long chapter-length prayers in there. And so, so obviously, that's not what Jesus is trying to do to tell us that this is all we need to pray for. Um, in, in terms of this prayer, it, it, and by say all we need to pray for, I mean in terms of a rote recitation of a, of a formulaic prayer. On the other hand, it does contain all the things we need to pray for in terms of its form, in terms of its framework, okay? So if you think about it, um, and I think this is the way the prayer is meant to function, that this should be a pattern for our praying. This should be, um, these should be the things, these six petitions that should mark the believer's life, okay? So there, there needs to be, first of all, uh, an orientation to God, an orientation to his glory, an orientation to um, who he is and how he's revealing himself. Then we need to, 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 by the same token, pray that that glory, that honor, would be made known in every facet of life, in every part of his kingdom, in every part of this world. We know that the Lord's will is done on in heaven, and now we're asking that that rule and reign would be made known on the earth. So. God's glory, God's glory um, made known to the earth. And so your kingdom come, that's what we're really praying, but then your will be done, right? There is, again, this idea that um, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, that, that we're really praying as that kingdom comes that more and more people, God's people, will be oriented to the things of God. And what we wanna say is that no matter what we're praying, this should comprise part of that prayer, right? So when we're coming to God, let's, let's say we're coming with a horizontal need, okay? We, we, and that's, that's, that's a financial need or um, a relational need. And we absolutely should, of course, pray for those needs, but we wanna first orient ourselves to God. So, so God, we know you're, glorious. We know you're in charge. We know that you are reigning and we want to acknowledge that. And we pray that you would align our hearts and minds with your reign, with your will, with who you are, with your name. And then we would pray, um, let your kingdom come. In other words, Lord, move into these spaces that, um, that we're praying for. So if we're praying for a relationship, if we're praying for finances, we're praying, your kingdom come, move into these spaces, okay? This, this is what it means to be kingdom-centered in our praying. It means we don't just want 
our daily bread, we, we want that to be a function of what God is doing in the world, what God is doing in and through us, what God is doing um, outside just the mean part of our provision of our daily bread. We're, we're praying that, in fact, God would make his name known. He would make his renown known. He'd be glorified. And then your will be done. We're saying, God, as we're bringing these requests to you, we, we're making them in Jesus' name, meaning we believe that you will answer every prayer in accordance with your will. And so let your rule and reign be brought into this area and let your will be done in this area. And then we can turn our attention to our specific petitions and, and our personal petitions, our, our daily bread, our, our needs, our, you know, our sins, our, our, our um, dependence upon God for deliverance, all these things. And so I think when we think about the Lord's Prayer as a model, it's sort of a, a coat rack, or, or that's not the right way to say it. it it's a, these are pillars, okay? These are six pillars, these petitions, that we're to build upon, build around, that serve as a frame for our prayer lives. And so as we're walking through each of these petitions this week, what we're really praying, okay, as we're praying for prayer, is that God would use um, these petitions to enrich our prayer lives, to make our prayer lives more God-centered, God-oriented, um, that, that God would bend our hearts in humility and submission to Him. And so um, one of maybe, maybe one assignment um, between now and tomorrow is to go back and read um, the uh, Luke's counterpart to this prayer, and I believe you will find that um, in Luke chapter 11. And so you may want to read Luke chapter 11 and discover there what is the context for that prayer. How is it similar to this prayer? How is it different? And we'll pick up from that point tomorrow. And so um, anyway, that's our introduction to the Lord's Prayer proper and look forward to unpacking it with you this week. Let me pray. Lord, we do want to be better prayers, not just better prayers, but one people who come to depend upon you in profound ways. So Lord, give us your grace, give us your mercy, and help us to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks everybody, see you tomorrow.